Andrea Salenzi, host of Why the podcast, and you are listening to Best Frequencies Forever, or like I like to call it, BFF. Has anyone thought of that? I think I, I just made that up myself. You're listening to BFF. <laughs> That's awesome. Good evening. You are uh, listening to BFF.fm. Uh, My name is Casper. This is uh, Oxlang Cafe, episode uh, 20. Welcome from uh, 720 Secret Alley in uh, San Francisco. The last days in San Francisco uh, were absolutely wonderful. The only and the main thing that I've been missing from, from Europe uh, were warm evenings. We've had four of those. I'm uh, extremely happy with those. And uh, I'm sad that they've ended today, going for the show, uh, coming to the radio. I've bumped into this cold wave, uh, which also kind of felt pleasant as a novelty. Uh, it never fe feels as pleasant when it's the typical thing. But uh, it, uh, it really underlined the fact that what just happened in the last week was just, uh, just a one-off. One time for a few days in the year in San Francisco. But it was uh, wonderful. Tonight... Um, Oxland Cafe, once again, coming back to the roots, so multiple countries, uh, music in multiple uh, languages. Mm. Today, we will be traveling to countries such as um, Poland, France, United Kingdom, Spain, um, Mali, Cuba, United States, mm. and uh, Japan. A lot of Japan tonight. And of course Brazil. But uh, Japan will be really, really emphasized. We're gonna start with, uh, with Cuba and a song um, by uh, Buena Vista Social Club.
Buena Vista Social Club and uh, Descarga Ruben y Cachaito. Initially, this was uh, supposed to be a song, th the same song, but performed by a different artist, by uh, Ruben Gonzalez, who I think might have been a part of, um, of Buena Vista Social Club. I would have to check that. Um, but uh, when forming the playlist, um, unfortunately, the the sources that I'm using did not have this uh, particular edition or this particular version. Mm. I did a thing. I did a thing. Uh, it's I'm, I'm thinking about how to introduce it because it's quite difficult to uh, quite difficult to tell you about the pictures or <laughs> that I'm generating. But uh, a couple of a couple of episodes ago, might have been the last one. Uh, I was uh, blabbering complete nonsense about thinking about what you can hear in uh, Oxan Cafe uh, in terms of space and time and plotting that on the world map and plotting that in time. Well, I, I, I tried doing that. I tried doing this by hand. Uh, I did it in, in Keynote for episode one and it took me an hour to map out on the map uh, the first episode uh, as well then to also map it out in time. So I thought, hey, uh, I can code, let's try to do that. So I went ahead uh, and I tried out uh, integrating the Spotify API, and Spotify is the service I'm using for kind of building up the playlists for the show, uh, and ChatGPT. So uh, I did that uh, today and yesterday, and I have a little piece of code that uh, can pull the, you know, a playlist uh, and all of the songs from it, get some metadata and then whole chat GPT about some fun facts about it or some uh, information about the, the nationality of the artist or birthplace um, and I did that I well you, you, you may ask so what and uh, I think this is uh, for now nothing for now nothing I uh, will maybe have some fun stories about how stupid and confident chat GPT can be sometimes and how stupid stories it can it can tell about some of the songs mm, but uh, yeah, I think it's a bit... Uh, coming back to the question of so what, I think it might be a beginning of uh, something quite cool. I'll try to be rendering some of those uh, pictures, mapping the data out, uh, and maybe posting uh, on the episode's uh, website at bff.fm. And as we speak, uh, I'll get back to it, but as we speak, it's uh, Mongo Santa Maria and Sofrito. Uh, great record. Enjoy it.
私のママが子守歌を歌ってくれる時歌の終わりに必ず「何が欲しい?」って聞きましたすると私は「金の靴」とか「金の馬車」とか「ガラスの城」とかもう欲しいものを全部考えながら言ってる間に眠ってしまったものですでも「今欲しいものは何?」って聞かれたらなんて答えたらいいのかな私はもしかしたらママが自分で作ったのかもしれないママの子守歌が大好きでしたいつか私も歌う時があるでしょう今夜は私の大好きなスペインの小さな町の子守歌ショーレムに勝手な詩をくっつけて歌います That was、uh, Carmen Maki, the first one from Japan、uh, tonight from 1969. The name of the song is Maki no Komori Uta. I,、uh, last weekend,、mm, we went、uh, backpacking and camping to Big Sur. And when coming back、uh, on the Sunday evening and driving into、uh, San Francisco, kind of from the、uh, 280 highway. 
I played this song in the car uh, to the other participants of the of the adventure, and they immediately said that uh, this melody that they know it from somewhere, and uh, it wasn't initially clear uh, where this is coming from, but they were certain that there was some sort of uh, um, politically related the old song in Spain. One of the the, the people in the car were Spanish, French, and and, uh, and American. And uh, the the Spanish and the and the French couple uh, mentioned, "Hey, I, 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 I promise I have heard it uh, somewhere before." It was unclear at the beginning. Uh, there were votes for uh, it being the same melody as Bella Ciao, but we declined that uh, option very quickly. Mm. So what happened was uh, the, the the Spanish uh, lady Christina uh, decided to record the song as it was playing in the car uh, and send it to her father, who she thought wouldn't obviously know what that is, and uh, that turned out to be the case. Uh, he got back to us a day later and said that uh, this melody is a melody of a Jewish wedding song, uh, the title of which is uh, Shalom Alehem. Uh, apparently it was also used to protest uh, against the Vietnam War, so that's the uh, political uh, connotation in there. Uh, and it starts making sense. I listened to that song, it is the same melody. Um, and uh, it turned out that uh, Carmen Maki's uh, parents and her uh, her background is from her father's side, an American with uh, Jewish uh, Irish roots, uh, and her mother was a Japanese woman from uh, Kamakura. Uh, what a wonderful example, fitting Oxland Cafe and its nature and its. I'm not gonna say mission, but I wanted to say mission, and its uh, prevailing theme, uh, pretty well. As for the next one, um, let's do Brazil. Let's do Brazil. Uh, Nara Leal. Thank you. 
Separando os meus farrapos Vivendo dessa maneira Continuar é besteira Não adianta não O que passou é poeira Deixa de asneira Que eu não sou limão Nara Leão uh, with the song Nana from uh, 1964 first uh, from Rio de Janeiro and then uh, Rosinha de Valença also from uh, Rio also Brazilian from uh, 1971 I'm staring at the screen of my laptop right now at the results of the ChatGPT request that I've made earlier today I'm gonna read out to you what uh, what it says and how I've structured it. So it's structured in this forma format called uh, called JSON, which is um, object-like structure for convenience uh, processing of data in and uh, in, in programming or just like a, in terms of an no object-oriented notion. Mm. ChatGPT can return things like that. So it's it's returned to me uh, a structure with the following fields. Artists, and uh, within the field of artists, uh, for Rosinia's uh, song, we only see one, one person. Name, Rosinia de Valencia. Uh, birth date, nil. It couldn't find the... Um, ChatGPT could not find the birth date uh, of, uh, of Rosinia. Uh, nationality, Brazilian. It could find that. The next field after artists is uh, country of recording. This is something I've asked for specifically in the prompt that I've uh, put in when I was asking for the answer for the question. Brazil. The album was apparently recorded in Brazil. But we won't know because ChatGPT is uh, keen on lying. It really can, li it can conveniently, uh, confidently uh, tell you one thing while uh, it's completely untrue. Um, after the country of recording, which I, I think I... I I believe in, uh, at that time, RCA Records, I think, was recording in Brazil. Um, after the country of recording, there is a field called Fun Facts. 
So ask ChatGPT for forming uh, in a set of bullet points uh, some fun facts about the song. So first one of them. Rosinha Givalenso was a Brazilian guitarist and composer known for, um, uh, known for her contributions to Bossa Nova MPB, Musica Popular Brasileira. That's number one. Number two, the song G Conversa em Conversa, which is the song you've just heard, was released on December 9th, 1971, which is not a piece of information from ChatGPT because I've put this in as a piece of information I've retrieved from Spotify, plugged this into ChatGPT to kind of do something with it or have some more truth to work with. Uh, so it just told me what it was told. Uh, that's number two. Number three. Uh, and this is an opinion that uh, ChatGPT has formed, which is quite interesting. It says, uh, it is a captivating bossa nova track, uh, showcasing Rosinha's skilled guitar playing. True. Very true. Um, nothing about her vocal skills and, and, the, and the scatting that has happened in here. Um, which I think is more rare if you look at her whole album, especially the one from which this song comes. Um, there are some purely instrumental tracks where she's showing off the skilled guitar playing way more than in here, and where she's not singing. So this, this one, I would think, would be the more singing-related one. So that was point number three. Uh, and point number four, the, the last one, out of the fun facts returned by ChatGPT, is the record label involved in the release of this song is RCA Records label, which is once again a piece of information that I gave the large language model of ChatGPT uh, as input. So, not a great job, um, but uh, there might be something in it for the future. As for the next moves, let's uh, remind ourselves. Where are we? Thanks to whom? this uh, whole show is uh, is happening. I'm Amanda Guest, and I founded BFF.FM because I believe in the power of community radio to change the music scene. Yes, you are listening to BFF.FM. We're in uh, coming in live from the mission in San Francisco at BFF.FM. After the two Brazilians, um, a song by a Polish collective that has been present in Noxon Cafe before, Novi Singers, and in a very, very Brazilian mood. <laughs>
Novi Singers uh, and the song called Misfit. Poland, uh, I think somewhere in the 70s. Should we ask them? Seems like yes, 1970. The album uh, Torpedo or Torpedo, if you're from Poland. Misfit. And that's where this song comes from. I think that's the only Polish uh, representative uh, for now. If it comes to uh, the 20th episode of uh, Oxland Cafe, and. The next one is going to be another Brazilian touch, although from uh, or although with an American label, uh, Wayne Shorter, um, an acclaimed American jazz saxophonist and uh, composer. A song from 1975 uh, featuring uh, Milton Nascimento, a great, great Brazilian uh, singer. A song shared with me last week uh, by a good friend.
Wayne Shorter, Ponta Giarea with uh, Milton Nascimento from uh, 1975. And uh, now we're gonna stay in the American mood. And this guy's name is Leon Ware. Leon Ware, and let's see if ChatGPT said anything about him. So, Leon Ware knows that. Uh, ah, come on. Uh, sorry, ChatGPT knows that Leon Ware has released this song titled Why I Came to California in uh, 1982 with the label Rhino Electra. Mm, ChatGPT has no idea about uh, when Leon Ware was born, what nationality he's in, his uh, off, and uh, in which city uh, he was born. ChatGPT also does not know where this uh, album was uh, recorded. Let's uh, help it out. Leon, where? Mm, why I came to California. I found this song a couple days ago uh, when listening to something that was recommended to me a couple weeks ago, which is uh, the Analog Journal uh, channel on YouTube, uh, hosting really, really good DJ selections of uh, kind of funky, jazzy world music. Mm. I've been uh, following this uh, since the, the Analog Journal, since it was recommended to me, and I really found a couple of good finds, uh, you know, p Polish music that I never even had an idea that existed, uh, Brazilian, Cuban, uh, American, funky, really good, really good stuff. So, what I found uh, right now, something that ChatGPT has not found uh, before for me in this little trial, is that uh, Leon Ware has released the album from which the song that you're about to hear uh, comes in 1982. Uh, the album is self-titled, uh, also named Leon Ware, and it was recorded at the Ocean Way and The Village Studios uh, in LA. Why? I came to California, and I sometimes wonder about the same thing. I think I have a good answer, and let's uh, let's hear what uh, what Leon thinks. San Diego, 
based on the theme of tonight's uh, episode, I decided to ask ChatGPT not through the, the code integration that I mentioned earlier, but just through the web interface. Uh, hey, ChatGPT, why did Leonware come to California? And just wanted to cross-check that with what, uh, what they were just uh, singing about. So, as for the song uh, that we just listened to, it, it seems like Leonware came to California for the prettiest, uh, no, sorry, purest groove that he's ever known. Mm, he also states that all the youth seekers come to California uh, while following the fountain in their mind. Uh, that makes a, a ton of sense. I would trust a, a guy as groovy as that. Um, but what Chad GPD says is that uh, Leon Ware, the American songwriter, came to California in the 60s to pursue a career in the music industry. Okay, still adds up, I guess, yeah, he was a youth seeker, and he per was pursuing a career in the music industry. Mm, might be the same thing. Uh, California, particularly LA, has long been a hub for the entertainment and music business. Many aspiring artists and songwriters, like Leon were, were drawn to California in hopes of finding opportunities to collaborate with established musicians record uh, labels and producers. His move to California allowed him to immerse himself in the vibrant music scene of the time and uh, work on his music career, which eventually led to his successful songwriting and recording career. Uh, cool. This is a good answer by Chat GPT V3.5. Uh, so Leon Ware, uh, according to the world's uh, largest uh, or at least most po mo recently most popular hive mind uh, Leon Ware came to California uh, to f for in the search for the purest groove that he's ever known uh, as a youth seeker they are pretty much pretty much aligned mm. uh, full stop full stop you are listening to bff.fm this is Oxlank Cafe uh, the 20th episode uh, of Oxlank uh, Cafe and we are listening to music from all over the world. We've already been to Poland, we've been to Japan, we've been to uh, Brazil, the United States. And now, what are we going to do? Uh, because I have uh, a couple of African bits ready. I have a lot of Japanese stuff uh, waiting for us. And I think this one fits best. Uh, there is a song called uh, Volta Imea, which I... Yeah, I think this is a... Um, I want to think that this is a title in Portuguese. Uh, but the interesting piece, uh, or the interesting part about this song, is that it's in uh, three languages at once. It's in uh, Portuguese, Japanese, and uh, Spanish. Uh, the artists that um, contributed are... And you might know some of them. Uh, you might know some of them. Mm. Oterno, that's the uh, the Brazilian part of things. That's a Sao Paulo uh, Brazilian band. Uh, the second one is uh, Shintaro Sakamoto, who is uh, an artist that I've learned about last week as well, from the same friend that has recommended the Wayne Shorter uh, song to me, uh, a Japanese fella. Mm. And uh, the third one is uh, Devendra Banhart, an American 
uh, American Venezuelan musician, as I've got to, to learn recently. So I think Alterna uh, responsible for the Portuguese part in this song, uh, Shintaro Sakamoto responsible for the Japanese, and then uh, Devendra Bonhart responsible for the Spanish uh, side of things. Volta y Mea um, by Alterno, Devendra Bonhart, and uh, Shintaro Sakamoto. De você, o que eu fiz não me dá chance de me arrepender. Tomo um susto ainda quando acordo sem ninguém. Prefiro pensar que tudo bem. Dou muita volta e volta e meia. Ainda volto pra você. Dou meia volta e volto meio certo do que eu vou. Quando o rádio toca uma música de amor Penso que é comigo que conversa o cantor Como ele sabe tudo que me aconteceu Mundo de estação também sou eu Dou muita volta e volta e meia Ainda volto pra você Sozinho Não vão me ajudar Eu vou decidir Sozinho Eu aqui mais Shizumari caeta Hira ni shitori Mata kyo mo iru Kagami no naka no shiranai otoko Kara no grasu Mimi nari Mahi Doko made mo ikakete kuru cuando el radio toca una canción de amor Pienso que es conmigo que conversa el cantor Como es que sabe todo lo que me pasó Cambio en la estación también soy yo Dou muita volta y volta y mía Ainda volto pra você Dou meia volta y volta o que eu vou fazer? Dou muita volta e volta e meia Ainda volto pra você Dou meia volta e volto meio certo Community radio for the San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. You're listening to BFF.FM. That was uh, Shintaro Sakamoto, Davendra, Davendra Banhart, and uh, Alterno in uh, Volta, Emea, Emea, uh, from 2019. What's going on with uh, Oxan Cafe in its background? Oh, you might ask. 
I left the building. I'm coming back in. Don't ask me what I left the building for. Um, back in. Looking to my left. There is a uh, couple sitting at the at the couches and looking to my right. Well, there, there is a wall on my right. Mm, in front of me, a uh, big plane, as far as a uh, small bar is concerned, big plane populated with uh, tables. There's drinks on them, no food on them. Uh, plenty of people. The bar's pretty full. Mm. And then just the bartenders shaking the shakers, uh, stirring the stirs and um, moving the... No, they're moving hearts with uh, the conversations that they're having with uh, the lonely ones at the bar. Um, and now coming back to the world of music. Mm, that was, uh, as I said, Oterno Shintaro Sakamoto and Devendra Banhart. And let's get uh, to Shintaro Sakamoto solo. Uh, also in the quite modern 2000s. This is not old stuff, but it's good stuff. And uh, this one, uh, especially with the uh, and a horn section, I think, reminds me, well, at least when I listened to it, reminded me of mm, Brazil. Of course. But it reminded me of Brazil in the, in the 70s, especially of Team Maia. Uh, kind of conducting the orchestras without any, or the, or the horn sections without any musical knowledge. I'm not saying that he's doing it wrong, this Japanese guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the, the feel is quite similar. Okay, let's do it.
Shintaro Sakamoto. Zilone Records. Don't know what's normal from uh, 2013. So yeah, new 2000s. Quite recent 2000s. Zilone Records, Shintaro Sakamoto. From Japan. Don't know what's normal. And we will stick to Japan because there is plenty of it to listen to. This one, that's of course. And I remember... Uh, of course... Uh, this particular song that uh, we're talking about, 1975. Um, period. <laughs> I don't think I have much more to say about it. I should just play it. Off we go. This is really good. I really, I, I remember enjoying this song. Nemurenu Yoru by, uh, of course, uh, 1975 uh, Japanese jam. I think possibly my favorite song so far in tonight's Oxlink. Really good melody. Really enjoyed the just whole structure of the song. 
will be listening to it uh, more and more. I might it might end up being maybe not uh, maybe not a, a song that I play on repeat um, just by itself, but it will end up on a playlist that I listen to weekly, at least for at least for a week. Mm. Ikereiko. We're staying in Japan. Uh, the title of the song is uh, Angel. Mm. I think this particular artist has some past in... It's quite interesting. If you look at her... To finish the sentence. Uh, uh, she, I think she has some past in like erotic movies or some sort of contra controversial acting uh, in Japan. Uh, if you look at their uh, page... Uh, of Ikareiko on Spotify. There is only one album released in 2010, but clearly when you hear, when you listen to the, the, the sonic texture of the songs from the album, uh, immediately you are told, you know, you hear it, that this is not a 2010 of a record. This is something from the 70s. Um, so quite intriguing. Who is this artist? What's the story? Who has rediscovered it in 2010? Who has re-released it? Um, the this, this song is pretty good. I'm gonna start playing it. And... It's gonna start slowly kicking in. Exactly. Angel. By Ikareiko. この言葉にこうしているのはやっとの私それでも笑って話せというのとてもそれはできないわ愛はあまりにも私を傷つけた1971. <laughs> that's where it's coming from. Uh, that's the timeline. <laughs> I looked up the lyrics. It's um, it's a lot about love. I can't do that. Love hurt me too much. I can't be an angel until you tear up your tears.
Wow, Ikareiko. Uh, born in 1953 in Tokyo, Japan. A Japanese actress, singer, and entertainer. She is best known for her roles in the genre of action-slash-erotic movies known as Pink Films. Ike also released an album of songs in 1971, Kokotsu no Sekai, which is, I, I think, what we were just listening to. Um, after a drug-related arrest and another arrest for illegal gambling in the 1970s, Ike uh, dropped out of the entertainment business. Interesting, interesting story. In the 70s, I would imagine this would be a... Uh, a really, really scandalous of uh, persona. I remember watching this uh, Netflix series about a porn movie director in what I think was, yeah, maybe the 80s, maybe even 90s. Like, this was entering the, the, the satellite time, so I think it might have been in the 90s. And uh, he was then kind of... <laughs> A big pusher uh, if it comes to the Japanese public. So if this was to happen or, or things similar to that were to happen in the 70s, I'm, you know, I'm not, not sure what uh, Ikareiko or Reiko Ike was doing in the 70s. But reading this article, I, I imagine this must have been uh, quite a goddamn baller move to do what she did. I'm now curious what pink films are. Um, but we're going to check that in a second. For now... Uh, let's just remind ourselves where we are. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Bringing the underground to the foreground. We are at BFF.FM. You're listening to Oxlank Cafe, uh, episode 20. And uh, my name is Casper. Mm. I'm trying to figure something out because I had an urge. I had an urge right after this jingle played. To play some, like, or at least to have an ability to play some, like, party horns and things like this. I'm pretty sure that the software that I'm using should allow me to do so. I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure it out maybe during the next song. Um, let me find it. Nah, I don't see it. Uh, which one should I go for? Checking what pink films are or some music? Let's put some music in the background and, uh, oh yes, this is perfect. Uh, let's find some, <laughs> some background music and find what pink films are. Uh, I re that re reminds me of, uh, some time that I've spent in Denmark. We, we were living in those, uh, dorms, quite horrible dorms. They were pretty much, and, uh, um, shipping containers connected in series in order to make a couple of like low-cost living shelters for students but we had a really good crew in there and one of the people in that crew uh, was a girl named Mia. Mia was from uh, Slovenia and anytime we would hang out at container they all had letter names container let's say container container J and it's uh, as the one that, that she lived in anytime we would hang out at container J uh, Mia, Mia would play this, uh, <laughs> what she called a porn playlist. Uh, and it was just, you know, kind of like a funk playlist from the 70s. That's what it was. Uh, I'm not sure if I can look it up on Tidal. Uh, I 
I think that would work really well. Okay, trying to look it up. I think it's failing. Um, let me try again. 70s funk. Nope. I'm just gonna wave the waiter to bring me another beer. Okay, we got it. Let's find a single artist. Uh, what about... Oh yes, song number one. So you see, I found it in Spotify. Let's pop it on the playlist of what we're gonna play in here. of software. Herbie Hancock. Okay. Guys, get ready. We're gonna learn what pink films are. Then this is what Ika Raiko was uh, doing. And I just said that Raiko as if she was German and not Japanese. Let's see. Oh, yes. There we go. Pinku Ega, in its broadest sense, includes almost any Japanese theatrical, theatrical, theatrical film that includes nudity and spink, or deals with sexual content. This uh, encompasses everything from dramas to action thrillers and exploitation film features. Now I want to know what an exploitation film is. There is a link. I'm, I'm reading off of Wikipedia and there is a link I, that I can click on. But I'm gonna keep on going. Um, the Western equivalent of uh, pink films would essentially be erotic thrillers. For example, Fatal Attraction. I've not seen it. Fifty Shades of Grey. Heard of it? Never seen it. Basic Instinct. Never seen it. And uh, Nine and a Half Weeks. Also never seen it. As well as the works of directors uh, Ross Mayer and Andy Sidaris. Okay, cool. I am not aware of those. Let's keep on going. Um, some writers use the term pink film for Japanese sex movies produced and distributed by smaller independent studios such as OP, Ega, and uh, Shintoho Ega. Hey, Herbie. Put you down a little. Um. Okay, I don't care about the particular brands that were releasing this. Okay, so we were talking about kind of... Yeah. She was... Uh, she knew what she was doing. Bold. Bold moves in Japan in the 70s. Mm, okay, until the early 2000s, they were almost exclusively shot on 35mm film. Recently, film filmmakers have increasingly used video. Mm. 
many theaters swapped 35mm for video projectors and began relying on old videos to meet the demand of triple feature showings. I don't... I don't know what I'm reading. I... Okay, I don't... I don't... I've learned... I've, okay. No. I've, I've learned what they are. Screw it. Yeah. That's... That's it. We're back to the cafe. We know what pink films are now, and we know what uh, Ikariko was doing. Well, congrats to her. And there is a, like what I'm I'm looking through the page that I was just reading through. It's long. It's really long. There's a lot of history. A lot of people that have done it. Uh, a lot of rules about how you could do it, uh, or how you would do it, or you should do it in terms of the filming art. About what the film should be 16 millimeters or 35 millimeters um good 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 let's see when they ended uh, first wave second wave 21st century okay 2008 is the last mention that i see okay, they might be done right now okay we've learned something together i'm not sure if i should have gone there or not but um we did, and we listened to some uh, horn funk. In the meanwhile, where do we go from? Where do we go from there? Let's try the red. Oh, okay. So, well, this is not gonna fit mood-wise because we just heard those like guitars. Um, but uh, and this is gonna be more, if I remember correctly, which might happen. I do not. But this might be a more kind of minor of a song as in like sadder um but also if i do remember correctly it's a like really catchy melody or uh, something that spoke to me let's check it out the name of the band is the red birds uh <laughs> and well at least the color fits the theme let's 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 see let's see what we got <laughs> Yeah, okay, not the best fit, but let's, let's roll with it.
the Red Birds, uh, Kamimura Nokomori Uta from 1971. Apparently a popular Japanese cradle song. Originated in uh, Takeda, Fushimi, Kyoto. Okay, um, Japan, Japan, Japan. Mm, a lot of cool things, some weird things, if it comes to me bringing it up. Um, but the next song uh, might fit the kind of low-key, I don't know, kind of calm vibe that was just introduced by the previous song, which was, as I said, not the greatest, you know, not the greatest pick as for the topic that we were talking about before. But can you really blame me? Yes, you can. And, um... For this next one, this is gonna be a trial of a rescue of the situation. Uh, this one is calm, but way less sad. This is like calm, like you're chilling at home. And you have a great, great, great armchair. And, you know, the house is clean, you've done all the duties that you've uh, had to do. Um, nothing else is left. You're just immersing in this cloud of an armchair. Sipping on your favorite tea. And playing the guitar. I don't know how, because there is, like, the armchair has the armrests, so the guitar doesn't fit, but Im imagine it works. And this is it. And the song is called Touch It by uh, Yuma Abe, and it's also pretty new.
The guy is uh, 33 years old, and this is an album from 2021. Yumabe from the album uh, called Fantasia. That was also the title of the last song that uh, played the short one. Both last songs mm, were from this album. 2021, that's the year of release, and the age of the fella is 33, which makes him 31 years old at the time of the re release of the album. Very fluffy, very cloudy um, sounds, and very nice. Um, uh, in terms of where we're going, there is Africa still remaining for tonight's Oxan Cafe. Mm, and Mali, Mali is the country. And I have a couple of songs that are connected uh, by a single instrument and a person, a single person. And the name of the person is uh, Tumani Diabata. And the instrument is uh, Kora. Kora is a string instrument, uh, which apparently is widely and extensively used in West Africa. And uh, a kora typically has 21 strings. Uh, they're pl played by, you know, plucking with the fingers. Uh, so, kind of you hold it... I think you hold it like a guitar. Mm, and not, not vertically. Uh, but it combines the... Oh, actually you do hold it vertically. So you, you like, you put the, the resonator body on the floor, uh, and then you're just plucking the strings and modifying their length, I think. Um, it combines the features of the lute and the harp, and it really sounds like the harp in some of the songs that you're gonna hear. Um, so, Tumani Diabata uh, is uh, from Mali, and he's a kora player, and uh, let me see how many songs uh, I have by him. I have one, okay, I have one that is very purely kind of Korra-centered, Korra-centric, um, 
not much is going on except for the instrument in the song and I think the sounds are just beautiful so I would want uh, for us to listen to this uh, the second uh, flavor of uh, Tumani Diabates uh, play is um, with a Spanish artist uh, Ketama where Cora this instrument we just talked about uh, meets the Spanish classical guitar Mm, this is, I think, my favorite if it comes to the melodic aspect of things. Also quite simple, but then kind of, you know, culturally mixed with the, with the European classical guitar. And then the third flavor, it's Tumani uh, Diabate with a number of French artists on a very, very new, very modern uh, of an album from the, 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 the late 2020s, where kind of pop music, rap music, and electronic, uh, very modern mastering meets the, meets the Chora. And in this particular song, um, there is something I dislike. I dislike the voice, uh, and it's not because it's in French. <laughs> I just dislike how, it's, how prominent it is. But then as the song progresses, there is just a, 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 this modern beat that I really like the chord structure of. Um, so let's start with the let's start with the basics. Let's start with the pure Malise uh, Chora intro, and let's let's hear and listen to how this instrument sounds like. Kadia uh, Tu by Tumani Diabata.
frequencies forever bringing the underground to the foreground bff.fm this is uh, oxland cafe episode number 20 kadia 2 by uh, uh, two kara players uh too many diabate from uh, mali and um checking for the name of the second fella Balake Sisoko. And as this was happening, as we're getting a little bit of an introduction to Korra playing, I was looking at uh, videos online uh, of presenting how one plays a Korra and this instrument. And uh, I've mentioned earlier that initially I thought you would play it as a guitar, then there was a correction that you would actually put it on the ground and then. Uh, played upright like an upright bass but that's also not true or at least not fully true what I've just noticed as this song was happening is that uh, you do place it upright but you rotate it uh, with the strings towards the player so with its uh, 21 strings and without really any neck manipulation in terms of manipulating the length of the strings because of the amount of how of, of, of them that you've got and the ability to play the different uh, different tones with just through the sheer amount of uh, of strings you've got, uh, you don't uh, really need to manipulate the neck. So well, you rotate it towards yourself, and then you just kind of sit with the cora in front of your legs or in between your legs. It's quite large, the the, the resonating body, um, and you're reaching quite narrowly your your two hands in front of yourself with your elbows kind of forming a 90 degree angles uh, between your forearms and your your arms um, and with your left hand you're tackling I guess a half of the strings with your right hand another half I don't know where the, the first in the 21 uh, goes maybe in the middle oh that, that, that could make sense it's like the thumb string I would have to study that, but yeah, you, you, you do kind of place it in front of yourself, you're, you're sitting and then you're playing it like a harp um, without much much hand movement, like up and down to, 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 to modify the length of the strings. Very interesting and uh, the sound of it, very beautiful, quite royal and uh, sophisticated. If it comes to the order for the next ones that we're gonna go for, uh, and I'm talking about the songs, I am inclined to now introduce the Chora to the company of classical guitars. Let's start with that, uh, and we're gonna finish the the, the Chora kind of African music section uh, 
with the French influenced banger. <laughs> but let's do Vente 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 pa Madrid by uh, Ketama, Tumani Diabate, and Danny Thompson.
Vent Pamadri uh, from the album Songhai Songhai from 1988 uh, Spanish uh, and Mali and Spanish and African uh, instruments, the native ones uh, all together and the, the African harp of the Kora works really really well I think with the with the classical guitar uh, so we've heard the African instrument pure uh, with like purely Molly's of a royally sounding song uh, we've heard the clearly Spanish uh, influence uh, on top of it and kind of the synergy between the, the Kora and the classical guitar uh, and now uh, Mani to Mani which if you repeat it enough times just states the name of the guy and that should just emphasize how how big this fella the the Cora the maestro virtuoso how big he is in the world of music uh, Mani to Mani by M to Mani Diabate um, Sidiki Diabate and um, a number of other artists uh, Fatumata Diabate and uh, and yeah, I think that's it. So three diabates and M from the album called uh, Lamo Mali from 2017. And this is a banger. I tell you that uh, it does not start like it, but it becomes one. And uh, I will be closing my eyes as it happens, and probably then bobbing my head.
des désastres de nos biographies Au-dessus des murailles de nos fausses vies Money to Money, Money to Money uh, by M to Money Diabate, and the two other Diabates, uh, Sidiki and Fatumata. Uh, we're gonna stay in uh, Africa and uh, a little bit of Zamrock. You're listening to BFF.fm. This is Oxan Cafe, the show where you're uh, exposed to, or at least I'm trying to help you get exposed to uh, music from other places than the United States in other languages than uh, English. Uh, Kala, my friend, by Amanas from the 70s. Zamrock. Misery. 
friend uh, by Amanas uh, from Zambia um, in the 70s last night uh, I was uh, or maybe yeah I, yeah I think last night is the, the best statement last night I came back home quite late I saw um, one two three four five five of my friends uh, last evening and three of them at the kind of very last part of the night I came back home quite late Mm, after that and uh, after dropping in into my apartment and just making uh, order with myself mm, I fell into the bed without removing my airpods uh, from my ears so I just collapsed and kept on listening to things that were derived from Tumani Yabata and the uh, the Cora playing, uh, but in particular from this kind of Spanish-influenced uh, part of things. Uh, and I remember having a, a great semi-conscious time of just fully, fully in this like darkness of the night, focusing on the sounds and really enjoying some of the sounds like in this almost asleep but not fully asleep of a of a state and then just kind of waking up from this quite asleep of a of a state just to press plus one uh to add a song to a playlist and this is a song that uh, ended up in tonight's uh, oxland cafe just like that and i i think this song is great uh, cinco toreros by diego carrasco
parra bebiendo vino y apoyado en la parra bebiendo Diego Carrasco from the album Vos de Referencia. Really, really cool track. 1983, the time when I was born. Yeah, I'm turning 30 this year. Um, People say it's big. Does uh, feel it does feel slightly big, but not as big as they painted. Um, as for the song that I would want to use for the end of tonight's episode, uh, and I remind you, you're listening to BFF.FM. This is Oxland Cafe, episode number 20. Uh, for the end, I would really like to use this particular Brazilian song by uh, Evinha, and I will do it. I will not hesitate. Mm, Evinha, que bandeira. Two minutes and a half of uh, probably, at least, you know, from my non-Brazilian of um, point of view, it seems like a kind of like a more niche. Uh, not sure if underappreciated is the words to uh, to say, but more niche of an artist if you compare it to the Caetano Velosos and uh, Gilberto Gilles and the Chimayas of the world. Um, Evinha has one great song that uh, ended up recently in, the, in a Dacia car commercial. And that song is incredible, Esperar para ver. Um, and this one is something that I've only dug out because of just looking for more after hearing that one. And I've heard it before. It was in that commercial, just want to make a point out of that um, for <laughs> for a stupid reason um, thank you for uh, joining me tonight uh, at uh, Oxlink Cafe, the best cafe in the city of San Francisco although it sometimes feels like a town uh, we've had a wonderful week of uh, very warm weather and very warm evenings, uh, Oxlink Cafe has been hosting uh, outdoors tonight completely indoors uh, it, it is cold. It is cold in the street. It's crisp. Uh, welcome back to the to the normal. Uh, Evinha, que bandeira. Mm, that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna end with. And uh, I will see you in two weeks from now with some more updates on the development of the Oxen Cafe engine, including um, ChatGPT and the Spotify Web API. I promise to look into integrating that with uh, Python instead of uh, MATLAB, which has been described as a stupid way to do things. Um, but it works. Never mind. Que bandeira, Evinha. Uh, lovely to meet you tonight. Have a great night, and I will see you in uh, two weeks.
de um ano tem E tudo muito bem E se eu não voltar, não vá se preocupar Todo mundo tem direito de mudar Que bandeira que você deu Que bandeira não me entendeu Cara, disse tu a chorar De maneira que pra brigar Eu não voltei E eu não voltei Porque agora eu sei Naquele papel eu ia pro final E se alguém disser que eu me desmontei Keep on. 